poor wife had to hear me rant about this yesterday. For $100, I feel like I stole it. Like, that's, like, very good. Mm -hmm. And then it's one of the ones that it has to connect to your computer, which is what you want because the ones that are have all the hardware in the in the glasses or the visor or whatever in the headset those as of right now and as a very you know near and intermediate future are not going to be as powerful as something you like can have with your computer so it feels like from playing with vr for a week now and there's a couple of like i'm i spend most of my free time playing video games um, there's a couple games that really benefit from it, and I'm really enjoying it, and they've actually changed the games for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you're kind of like in the the realm of who is this for? Because I feel like it's been massively overhyped. Mm-hmm. Um, who is it for? That's a great question because, well, the only people I can feel that it's for are for video gamers. But then you have to use the one that has that connects to your big beefy boy video gamer, you know, video. Its own onboard stuff is not. Yeah, because that's not going to be good enough for for weirdos like me who play video games all day. You freak, you sick freak. And it's not for normies because normies don't care. Like normies aren't going to. There's no like. If you if you watch any of those, Nintendo Switch Sports is for normies like me. Right, right. So you got you like they don't care about that and if you watch the commercials for meta for the who's really pushing this stuff really hard facebook they show like celebrities like watching tv and vr and or it'll be like these oh the shopping video was incredible yeah that was incredible like, well that's ar that's different oh okay but I, I, I get you i get you but it's just like i mean the actual produced commercials where like Facebook is not showing you how it actually works. They're, they're like trying to sell you a dream on like how it it's going to like change your life and, and be cool somehow. But there's no practical application for it. Yeah. Like it makes it makes honestly. If I have to get work done on my computer, like, OK, this is a great example. So there's a there's an old man dad game I play. It's, it's called Elite Dangerous. It's a space game. Yeah. Now we've talked about it a lot on a this lot. show. So. I have to do things to make that game work the way I want it to, to find out like where I'm supposed to go, like what markets are selling space sprockets for X amount of space credits. I have to do all that stuff like outside of the game. The game doesn't have that stuff set up. The, my point is anything that I have to interface with the real world, like on a keyboard or look at another monitor is made infinitely more complex and more difficult in VR. Yeah. So this has as of right now, no real practice. It just makes things more difficult. It doesn't have a practical application. It's hard mode for everything. Right. So it's not It's not bringing you the handful of video games that are bringing you like a transcendent experience aren't being done by the wireless headsets. Mm-hmm. And normies, like I put my I, like, I put my wife into it and I had like the gentle tutorial of like a little robot that like tells you. The little robot's like, hey, come play with me. And she's immediately, get me out of this. Get me out. And I go, was this too immersive or not enough? She goes, it was too immersive. It felt weird. It's Uncanny Valley. Yeah, it's it's Uncanny Valley. And for me, it's not Uncanny Valley enough because I know it's a video game. But for her, this is the holodeck. So, and this is a woman who will spend $1,000 on a cell phone. Well, she used to anyway before I got her off of Apple. Spend a thousand dollars on a cell phone, no problem. So it brings it, it really begs the question here in 2022: Who is this for? 
mm-hmm. because they're trying to market to her. Yeah. They're trying and, to market to normal people. And, and they don't want it. Mm-hmm. And gamers are just like, this thing isn't powerful enough for me to do what I want to do. Give me the big beefy boy that's going to connect to my yeah. give me computer. The, give me the 3090. Yeah, the... The, the most powerful like, consumer headset right now is like the Valve Index. Uh-huh. So this thing that I got, the, the S, which is good. The Oculus. And like at retail, it's like 400 bucks. But I, like I said, I got it for $100 because the new stuff came out. And I guess people are dumping the old stuff. But the new stuff is all wireless and it's not as powerful. But the next up from what I have is like $1,000. I'm never going to spend that on something that has yeah. applications that I can use on like three or four games that actually make the games transcendent. Not in this economy. No way. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather just buy a $1,000 monitor that yeah. has, you know, a million frames per second yeah. than buy a VR headset that's going to be look pretty okay, pretty neat mm-hmm. in, a, in a handful of things. I just found it interesting because I feel like as far as it's a very interesting, the real, the re- the the technology isn't interesting to me so much as how it's being marketed. Yeah. Well, and the tech just, boys are out of control. And it's not like a thing of like, I don't mean this as an attack on people who are into Apple products or have an iPhone, but I hate Apple products. Yeah. The re- the the way I think. You're looking at my iPhone and staring daggers through it right now. Absolutely. I can see it. It's, I can't believe you have that, to be honest. As like a, a, a tech, a not normie tech bro. Like, how do you have an, <laughs> I, an Apple device? Because my wife has one. It's wild. Okay. <laughs> it's basically the other direction is you. Anyway, go on. But. I feel like the way this could be marketed to normies, if they, they're trying, like Facebook is trying to market this thing as a lifestyle brand. Yeah. And so if they can, I don't have a, a better word for it, but if they can trick people, like Apple has tricked people into paying more for inferior technology because yeah. it's cool and, and sexy, then it could work for mass adoption. But the thing about VR is you can't really show it off. Like I can pull my 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 iPhone out and be like, look, it's rose. Oh yeah, look at that. Look at this. Yeah. Look at what I got. But you can't really show this thing off. It's a very. You look like a dork if you do. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> isolating experience. So, uh-huh. again, it's gonna be a rough road to like mark market this. I don't think it's honestly as I don't think it's ever gonna have mass adoption. No. I think it's gonna be a, a side toy for for tech nerds. The pl- the point of it never was to get mass adoption. The point of it was to sell it to the people that'll buy it and make as much money nah, as possible. It's for mass adoption. I, I mean, like if if, if 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 mass if I think if mass adoption became a thing, like they wouldn't be mad about it. I don't think. But I don't think that's like the plan. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What I mean? No, that's definitely the plan. Have you seen the Facebook video? The IQ Facebook oh, yeah, slash Meta videos. Yes. Where they don't show you the product. Yeah, they're like, look at this, like cool music and people popping okay. their head. They want to, like, they want to raise money for investors. Looking past the next quarter or the next two quarters or whatever is is like not reality. That time see, now, doesn't exist. The I feel that's very real. accurate. I feel like that's very accurate mm-hmm. because here, that's what I was gonna say. You kind of, you, you reached inside my brain and stole my. I thunder, scooped you. Is that with a company like Facebook and a company like Google? Mark Zuckerberg could decide. Here's where I think or I could be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Where that he could decide, I don't care how much money this thing costs, figure out how to get me a big figure out how to put a um a high-end video card and a high-end um CPU inside this headset. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it takes 10 years and we lose a billion dollars. I don't care. And then that could happen. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's how the technology would evolve. But as far as... Because it's like, an actual investment. You're not, like, yeah. expecting... You're not necessarily expecting returns on it from a material right. sense. You're actually making something that you... Like, you're, you're, you would have to think that you're, like, actually sowing plants that... You're, you know, planting a tree that your children or whatever are going to reap the benefits of. Which these people are like, I want to invest in this and I want to get even richer. <laughs> like, that's what this is. these people well, are about. I don't, I don't even think it's even... I mean, I think being rich is, like, the side... Here, here's where that's we're, the, here's the, where we're gonna get the Rolex. You know, here's that's where the, we're gonna get the, sinister. Uh huh. I don't even think it's about securing the bag. Here's where no. I'm gonna put well. a conspiracy hat on. I think technology like this isn't so much about getting richer. Like Mark Zuckerberg's not getting richer. Mm-hmm. It's about he's trying to do what Apple did, what, what Apple does with their uh, their walled garden eco, um, ecosystem. It's like how can we embed ourselves into people's lives and be a permanent fixture literally mm-hmm. inside your brain. Right. Like, so that you can how never- can I get behind your eyes and I want to I want to bypass your eyes completely and just advertise directly to your brain. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that is the goal. That's the end goal. Sure. How do I create cuz he's not so much worried about like ooh ah cuz you again you watch his, those press conferences from Facebook. It's not like ooh ah look at this, look at that. Wow, isn't this neat to be in VR? It's like look at this practical application that's not practical at all right of how this is going to like help your life and you're going to be able to do meetings in vr which nobody wants nobody to do. wants to do that nobody wants to do that you know what's way better than meetings in vr mm. meetings in person <laughs> it's just way cooler <laughs> well even still are just meetings in zoom yeah like the idea of um, i mean they suck but you know well okay just take zoom which you're like okay that's a like you're like it sucks, but like mm-hmm. we talk on Zoom all the time. Yeah. If you want to send me a file on Zoom, you're like, hey, here's the show file. Can you upload that? It's a couple button presses, and you and you click a mouse. Yeah. In VR, you want to be like touching file, like the lawnmower man. You yeah. want like touching files and moving stuff. Like that's so inefficient. It's stupid. It's so dumb and inefficient mm-hmm. that nobody's going to do this. And plus, it like adds part of reality. You know that that. You might want to hide, you know, you might have a giant pile of like dirty laundry behind you on your zoom screen. But if you turn the camera a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't see it. But with this sort of like idea of, you know, 360 degree full immersive, you know, how would you be able to see everything? I, now or or simulate everything so everything would become uh it would either be like hyper reality or hyper unreality yeah. so like this this idea of like like the perception would be i guess either real or surreal but like there's something's gonna have to generate all of this atmosphere and it's either gonna be real atmosphere which i find to be somewhat unlikely or it'll be like a zoom background it's just 3d like a three like a zoom background environment that you live in everybody's gonna be a vtuber well i've obviously went down a rabbit hole with this whole thing yeah um but what's really kind of got my attention is that okay so if i'm in the headset and i'm playing a video game like my mind knows it's a video game i'm looking at it because it's like yeah. it's the video game but i'm i've gotten the thing to where my my body doesn't know Mm-hmm. So if I, I'm playing the Space Dad game and I'm out in space, like I'm looking around, I can like look outside the ship and I'm like, my my heart rate kind of goes up. I'm like, oh, you were really out here. Or so when the, as things get more and more realistic as photorealistic graphics, like that feeling's only going to intensify. Mm-hmm. Or here's the real spooky thing, and I've experienced this myself. Do you know that something called, um, and it's just being studied now, um, virtual reality disassociation is a thing. 
No, tell like, me about it. Okay, so do you know what disassociation is? Yeah, you just lose touch with reality. Right. It's not even like you, you like it's not like a psychotic break or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just where you have trouble determining what's real and what's not. It's not even that. Mm-hmm. It's that it's it's that things don't feel real. Yeah. If you've ever heard somebody talk about a near death experience or where they feel like they're floating outside their body. Yeah. That is what people who have dis, um, disassociation issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they feel like all the time. Yeah. Hilariously, like something like professional wrestling kind of like puts you in that brain too. Like, especially when you're watching like a really good match or something like that, you start to like buy into the fact that it might be real despite the fact that deep, deep in your mind, no, it's, it's fake. Eh, <laughs> kind of like the opposite. Maybe the photo negative of that. Different feel. Like I've had it to where it just feels like, I, okay. So we're having this conversation right now on this radio show mm-hmm. and my brain can be somewhere else. Yeah. And it feels like the, I'm feels like I'm watching myself have the conversation. Like I don't really have control over reality. I'm not grounded to it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like I'm just watching, I'm watching myself in a movie. Yeah. And people who have spent time, (laughs) you're watching your own Truman show. Yeah. (laughs) People who have spent time in VR, that's a thing that happens. And it's like, it's where you feel like, oh, I've taken the headset off, but it still feels like I'm looking through a screen. Like I'm mm-hmm. looking down at my own hands and it feels like I'm just on another con- on another type of controller. And I've gotten that already. Mm-hmm. And it feels it feels weird. It's not scary to me. It's just like, oh, this feels weird. Like what I it's like reality isn't really real, which I think not to get too metaphysical because I don't really believe in any of that stuff. But um, I think there is something to it to where, like, the way we perceive time and the way we perceive reality as human beings isn't real. Our mind, I, well, for a fact. It's relative. I mean, we all perceive it in our own meaning, like, our own way. If if we're playing catch Mm -hmm. and I'm throwing and, like, I throw a ball at you and Mm -hmm. then you catch the ball, this is scientific fact. Your eyes perceive, your eyes are not perceiving where the ball actually is in space time. What your eyes your eyes are doing is that's filling in incomplete information mm-hmm. and telling you where the ball is going to be you're by the time you're yeah. So you're not getting real information from your eyes going to your brain. Your brain is filling in the parts that it needs for you to function. I mean, so your it's actually, eyes, reality is actually not real. I mean, well, it's I mean, weird. It, it, it's it, you can only you know perceive the senses that you have. So like. When you see a ball, you're seeing a reflection of that ball in a very real sense, like a ball coming at you or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a reflection of it. So what you're seeing is essentially like a, you know, minus, you know, if you, you're saying, you're essentially seeing where that ball was at the time that your eyes were able to connect it. And by the time that you've seen it, it's already moved. The it's already moved I, closer towards the you. The way I understand it is it's the opposite of that. You're the, seeing. You're saying the dis- dissociation is the No, opposite? no, no. Or reality no, actually is the opposite. reality. You're actually seeing your brain is telling you where that object is going to be in space time in the next whatever millisecond. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe maybe your brain automatically predicts for you. Yeah, okay. that's what it does. Mm-hmm. Like that's been proven. Um, so reality. Everybody's got a spidey sense. <laughs> isn't really real. Like I almost got hit by a car like last year and I went through that thing to where like time like slow down, down. Yeah. and I was moving full speed. You had bullet time. But yeah, it was bullet time. I was moving full speed, but time slowed down. Mm-hmm. And then I've been in fights. I remember being in a fight once and I had the same like 
I, time slowed down. I was still moving mm-hmm. in full speed. And I could move and duck, mm-hmm. and it was like you, fight you, or flight. You, 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 pulled, you pulled the Zach Morris time out. <laughs> but that's not uncommon. Uh-huh. Like, people report that happen, happening all the time. Um, but, yeah, it's, so it's it's freaky, I think, in our lifetime to see where this – like, where this – it's not a fad, but it's just not where – it's it's overhyped, I guess. It's overhyped mm-hmm. right now, but it's definitely not a fad. It's definitely still going to be here. It's going to change, and it's going to be it, freaky to see. If it gets investor money, if it gets if it gets capital flowing towards it, it's going to continue. Period. Oh, it's going to continue. That's all. That's all. There. Yeah, it's so, going to. I mean, I mean if, if all it takes is like I said, if, if Mark Zuckerberg or the Alphabet Company, Google, or whoever wants to make these or all things, or or what you call it, Gabe Newell from Valve, if they want to, if they're just like, I don't care, and I'm just going to keep throwing money at till the tech gets yeah. faster and smaller, then yeah. It's got nothing. It pet, pet project. It's got nothing to do with like the actual popularity or utility of these things. It is the ca- flow of capital. That's Absolutely. the answer. That 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 is that is the. I mean, in a capitalist system, that is the arbiter of what goes where, and like the consumption end of it is just a means of control. Period. The end. I mean, that's just real, that's 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 it. <laughs> no, I, I can, <laughs> that's the that's the bread and circuses. I'm fully on board for that, and this is kind of the ultimate circus in our lifetime. It feels kind of silly, mm-hmm. um, but also feels yeah. kind of awesome and fun too. Yeah. Um, I went to a drag show last night. Oh, nice, um, nice. Sisters of St. Claude at Always Lounge. Okay, um, it was. Good. How was it? It was really cool because it wasn't just. It was actually honestly. It was I haven't cool. been to a drag show in like. 15, 10, 10, 15 years. It was cool to see art because Mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm always, the thing I have to remember about living in New Orleans is like there's art everywhere and you can like experience art on the cheap Mm -hmm. to where I'm always trying to like, you know, like, well, let's go here. Let's take a road trip there. Let's do this like convoluted thing. And there's just art happening all around. And it wasn't just people um, lip syncing. It was like Mm -hmm. actual not that that's not art, but there was actually like artistry. Like they're singing. One, like one, of, like no, no, no. There was definitely lip syncing, but there was like more to it. Um, a drag king made s'mores on stage um, while like doing a thing. Um, there was a queen who actually did sing. She has a great voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I so always lounge. I had a good time. I need to start just hanging out and doing more local things. Yeah. Normally, I've seen a lot of jazz dads. Man, jazz dads are out there. They be out there in the bywater now. Mm-hmm. They're in my neighborhood right now, just walking around with their flowered shirts and their. They look like they're. They look like the um, short, fat version with the backpack of the guy from Jurassic Park. <laughs> the clever girl guy. These jazz dads. Muldoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let's uh, read this. Uh, we have a, actually a pretty big event coming up, a oh blood drive. Uh, so join us next Saturday on the 21st for the WHIV uh, 102.3 FM blood drive. The blood mobile will be here outside our studios at 2762 Orleans Avenue from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Come by and meet some of your favorite WHIV show hosts. Criteria for giving blood changes often in individual eligibility may depend on your personal medical history. Please contact thebloodcenter.org with any questions or call 800-86-BLOOD. We'll see you Saturday, the 21st, here at WHIVFM 2762 Orleans Avenue, the station dedicated to human rights and social justice, 102.3 FM. Uh, so, Can they guarantee me one of those knockoff no-fear shirts? 
I mean, remember, do you remember? I that? can't. I don't know if that's guaranteed, but uh, you can. You can definitely contact them. Ask. Find out. Do you remember yeah. those? Like late, like late Gen Xer, early millennials. Like the there was like the No Fear brand. Yeah, I remember like that. The worst. And then there were the knockoff ones that were like always, like if you gave blood, it'd be like, I've got. There's no fear here because yeah. I gave a pint of blood. The uh, the ads. I mean, the um, Bloodmobile and and like the the blood. The vampires, I guess you could say. Uh, just kidding. That's rough. <laughs> it's a He's joke. It's a joke. Um, but but the um, sort of like, you know, Bloodmobile types things, they've always been like danced on the line of like copyright. Infringement? Yeah, always. Yeah, of, of IP. I kind of respect it. It's like, <laughs> may the force of blood that goes through your veins be with you. They have... Um, uh, like uh, somebody that I know, my mother-in-law's like kind of boyfriend or whatever. Uh, he's a marine, and they have like a whole they have a whole like line of marine like t-shirts. No, no. <laughs> that are like like you know I'm a hero because I gave blood. Oh you know, it's so awesome. But yeah, it's good work. I don't need I don't need like. I don't need close to copyright infringement swag to to give blood. Yeah, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, keep your swag. I mean, Give I mean, me one of those little balls I can like. Remember Affliction? Remember when Affliction oh, was a huge thing? Like absolutely. everybody had these like tattoo shirts. Oh, that was so <laughs> awful. I used to go. Oh, I totally remember. Like, because I was that was like at the high point, the high water mark. I think of UFC when well, everybody was wearing like, was like Affliction like, and Tap Out. I used to train like, MMA. Oh no I, way! Yeah, and um, I was like, I was, at one time. Which what were your specialties? Oh, I was like a decent wrestling mm -hmm. and boxing because I wrestled in high school and I box. Mm -hmm. I still box now, but it's like, um, so I was like in an MMA gym, like a legit one. Uh -huh. And it's, it's always weird, like going to those kind of gyms because you're like, on one hand, you're like, I'm just a guy like, I just want to learn. So I want to learn how to roll on the ground mm -hmm. and maybe do, maybe do a Kimura or whatever. And then, and like, here's my $150 a month. And then you got people being like, "Man, I'm eating ramen noodles. I'm trying to fight. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out of here." And it's like, it always feels weird just being the guy with a nine to five, and you're mm -hmm. going to. That's what I think. That's what keeps a lot of people out of boxing gyms. What the hungry people? The yeah, kill, the killers. You just, yeah, you just feel weird. Not that the ki the killers aren't doing it to you. Yeah, it, they're they're not putting anything on you. It's like no, what you're putting they, on yourself. It's just like. You just don't want to like, fight them. No, it's not even that. You're just like, man, these people are serious. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just in here kind of goofing off. Yeah. Um, like, I'm trying to get in shape. But you know that place that doesn't feel like that is uh, New Orleans Boxing Club. Okay. I joined them during the pandemic. I don't go there anymore, but that's a that's a good spot. Uh-huh. I, I, I would call it, this is my, this is not them saying this at all. I would say it's the unofficial Antifa gym. Okay. Because like they were at all the the reason why I started going there because I would see like they were at all the um, Black Lives Matter protests and stuff, mm -hmm. and it was just like it's like a space where like anybody can come. Like there's no I remember, ego like, there. Yeah. There's no nothing. It's like a it's like a it's run by a, it's like owned by a woman. It's like a really it's just a good space. I stopped going mm -hmm. there just because I started going there because Auctioner my gym closed for COVID, and mm -hmm. then when they opened back up, I started going back. Yeah. Because you probably got something through work for that. No, it's just that they have like a whole pool, whole like yeah, bar set up. Yeah, and the boxing club is a warehouse. It is, it's but a it's a good warehouse. warehouse. Yeah. It's a good warehouse. Don't, don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. um, it's good to go. So, yeah, I mean, obviously there's nothing. I mean, can you think of any? Let's see. Well, the show's almost half over. Can you think of anything else that's going on in the world? There's, there's obviously. Well, we were just talking about tech. VR chat. Oh, well, well, we were just talking about tech, and uh, I don't know. I did want to like 
get in that uh, NFTs decided to go bottom up. <laughs> bottom out we knew that that was gonna happen and it happened so uh i guess the entire show that we talked about last week with this uh this like scam society or whatever they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bite the dust i think yeah but Um, they'll come back and yeah they'll find some stupid way to try and like take over the city and uh and uh you know turn us all into well that's good though (laughs) so everything's fine in the world there's nothing yeah, well, uh, I think is there that, like a little picadillo out there that I, I mean, what, are, what what's the buzz out there? What are people upset about? <laughs> people are very people mad. always had their pet little projects that they're just they yeah. just want to be offended nowadays. Yeah, well, people are mad at Amber Heard. Okay. Uh, and then All right, so yeah, it's it's thirty after, so I guess let's talk about um, Roe versus Wade. Oh, My that God. oh that that thing. Okay, holy cow! Man. I outstalled you. I got you. <laughs> I have so many things. So just just lay it out there. Uh, Roe versus Wade is essentially like it was a leaked opinion. The American hero who leaked that. Yeah, or I mean, there's or possibly uh, the villain who basically wanted to lock the entire thing in place. I uh, mean, yeah. Who is the leaker? I so, don't so, care. Okay. Well, okay. okay. Well, okay. This is the thing. Okay. So, um, the Roe versus Wade, which is the 50 year old um, decision that essentially said that you know we have protections for abortions for people for what up to. Um, uh, what the second trimester? I, I think, think so. so. I um, anyway, uh, and, and look, look, I'm not an expert on this thing, but not at all. I think that there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of angles to to reach this out. But anyway, there was a leaked opinion from the Supreme Court that's supposed to be released next month that essentially said Roe versus Wade uh, is going to be overturned, and basically each state is going to decide whether or not uh, abortion is going to be legal. And in states like Louisiana, we're basically already, we, we, we already have laws in place that'll make it straight up illegal. Yeah, straight. Like, well, <laughs> and then we have another thing going through the, um, th- going through uh, the legislature that just cleared committee in advance to the floor that is essentially going to make um, abortion a homicide. Well, I can read that to you. So, yeah, go ahead. Um, I pulled up WWNO, which is our uh, public radio station, and I'll just read you there. Um, this is by Paul Braun from uh, 89.3 uh, WRKF Baton Rouge, and they talk about we have trigger laws, and they talk about what we'll talk about what that is, but it's exactly what you talked about. But so Louisiana bill would allow murder charges for abortions. Opponents call it barbaric. As the United States braces for the possible overturning of Roe versus Wade and an end to the constitutional protection of abortion rights, Louisiana lawmakers are advancing legislation, legislation that would bolster their ability to criminally punish doctors and individuals who violate the state. So, so not just doctors, but people who seek abortion. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Louisiana House Committee for Administration of Criminal Justice advanced legislation Wednesday Advanced legislation Wednesday that would refine personhood to begin at the moment of fertilization and would allow prosecutors to charge anyone who undergoes or provides an abortion with murder. Let me know when it's 30 after. It's, you got to read the thing. No, no, no. We're, we're good. We're good. Okay. So House Bill 813 by Representative Danny McCormick um, would allow the state to disregard any federal court rulings contradicting the new law and would grant the legislature the right to impeach and remove any state judges that attempt to block it from taking effect. Mm-hmm. This is, and I quote, if more than 15 states 
can de- deny the federal government over marijuana. We can do it to save the lives of innocent babies, McCormick said. Gosh. We cannot wait on the Supreme Court to confirm that innocent babies have the right to life in Louisiana. The committee's overwhelming approval. Uh, can- freeze, freeze. Innocent babies. They love to talk about innocent babies. Just like do the Sam the- Cedar thing. Go pause it. Pause it. They talk about this as though... Like, as soon as fertilization of an egg and a clump of, uh, there's a reaction where a clump of um, a cells, you know, develop or whatever. Like, that's a human being, you know? Well, here's the, here's the real thing. Like, we're not going to be able to, that, that's an argument that they're not trying to hear that. They're, not, I mean, they're, they're, they're never trying to hear that. Yeah. But here, here's the argument for me anyway that is really, if you really want to, like, if somebody has that position, you go, okay, well, you're really so concerned about, and I'm doing air quotes, these mm-hmm. babies that you say that, you know, we can deter, we say these are not babies. You're going to tell me they are. Yeah. We're never going to get Never going to get anywhere. So if you want less abortion, why are you not advocating for a society to where a person can have a, a person can have a baby and say, oh, I don't have to worry about material conditions mm-hmm. of, you know, of material myself girl. or of the child because we have... Um, Medicare for all. We have um, jobs that are going to be able to pay enough to support my, you know, federal jobs guarantee. That's so I can support this child. Um, this baby's going to be um, provided for by the state, by the government, because that's what the Constitution says to do in the preamble. That says the the government's primary role is to um, facilitate the general welfare of the population. So until you set up a society to where you are going to be able to care for and these children are not going to want, want anything. Um, and also the people who are going to raise these children are not going to have any material wants. I don't want to hear anything about how you're pro-life or Mm -hmm. how you're against abortion because you don't want to, you don't want to set up a society that would make fewer people want to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. So until you do that, I just don't, I, just, I your argument's mute about, right. mute about who's a, ba- you know, a clump of cells being a, an infant or not. And, and well, there was this, um, this sort of social media post that by this, um, by this, I guess he was a pastor, a guy yeah. named Dave Barnhart. Um, and you would think, wow, pastor, he might be, you know, on the wrong side of this. Well, the, the, the thing is, you might've seen this. I posted it on I social media. He says, quote, the unborn, End quote, are a convenient group of people to, to advocate oh, for. I have, yeah. They never make demands of you. They are morally uncomplicated, unlike the incarcerated, addicted to the chronic, uh, addicted or the chronically poor. They don't resent, resent your condescension or complain that you are not politically correct, unlike widows. They don't ask you to question patriarchy, unlike orphans. They don't need money, uh, uh, education, or childcare, unlike aliens. They don't um, bring all that racial, cultural, and religious baggage that you dislike. They allow you to feel good about yourself without any work at creating or maintaining relationships. And when they are born, you can forget about them because they cease to be unborn. Mm-hmm. It's, as, it's almost as if by being born, they have died to you. You can love the unborn and advocate for them without substantially challenging your own wealth, power, or privileges without reimagining social structures, apologizing, or making reparations to anyone. They are, in short, the perfect people to love if you want to claim you love Jesus, but actually dislike people who breathe. Prisoners, immigrants, the sick, the poor, widows, orphans, all the groups that are specifically mentioned in the Bible, 
they all get thrown under the bus for the unborn. I mean, that's straight up, like, that's straight up. That's facts. That's 100% I mean, true. <laughs> I mean, because, again, the same people in most cases that are advocating for um, advocating for the, quote, pro-life position don't, and George Carlin said the exact same thing, by the way, <laughs> like, in funnier language, probably 25 years ago, um, with more curse words as well. Um, but, but, yeah, you, these are the same people that are against any social program that would help help uh, people in poor neighborhoods that are uh, that are that these same people as soon as that they're born they don't care about you right. they literally don't care if you eat or survive or starve or die they don't care no Straight that's a hundred percent yeah that's what I was trying to say in a in a very much more elegant uh, way yeah you were, you were very um, elegant and I'm not very elegant not at all um, but to continue on, I'm going to skip through what Before this we do that, scumbag. can I just yes. hop on? Um, do your thing. Well, so, Frank, uh, funk music is, uh, is the intangible resistance to oppression, and host Josh Benitez and Liz Granite groove you into liberation of mind, body, and spirit. Friday night, funk at 7 on the station dedicated to human rights and social justice, WHIV 102.3 FM. Robert. Yes. Um, so I'm going to skip through this scumbag, and I'm going to get to through the article. Okay, so... Chris Kaiser, advocacy director of the ACLU of Louisiana, said the legislation gave him grave concern of how a post-Roe Louisiana would treat women who attempt to exercise control of their uh, reproductive health care. HB 813 is barbaric, and I quote, uh, HB 813 is a barbaric bill that would subject people to murder, uh, prosecute, excuse me. HB 813 is a barbaric bill that would subject people to murder prosecutions punishable by life without parole for having abortions, Kaiser said. Can you believe that? I life can. without parole for an abortion or something that is literally legal right now in every state. They uh, instantly want to make it a murder. Here's the here's here's the like over overturning Roe versus Wade is already wild. Here is Super extra innings overtime yeah, wild. Super America breakneck speed. Opponents of the bill said its broad scope would also criminalize in veto fertilization and IUDs and emergency contraception as well. Louisiana already has a trigger law. This is another quote um, from the ACLU. Louisiana already has a trigger law that would outlaw abortion and subject providers to penalties if Roe is overturned, Kaiser said. Proponents of this legislation say that's not enough. They want to send people to prison for life. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's what we're up against now. Um, there's it, This goes on, but it's the it's the same kind of stuff. Um, the reason why I want to I, I want to carve out here is. All the stuff that we just read, if you're listening to this, we're preaching to the choir. Here's where, and I want to have like a discussion with you on this because you are more grounded than I am. I'm very like excitable. I'm very, for lack of a better term, reactionary. I understand that. <laughs> um, I, I, for a minute, I want to tell people who are liberals and, and leftists. Because I feel like I can't. We're not talking to conservatives anyway, unless you know, uh, with this show, okay. we're not talking to neocons. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that we don't really don't have anything to talk about. This goes into last week's show or the week before. I was like, I'm not trying to harmonize with these people. I'm trying to, I'm trying to defeat them. Right. So, but I feel like we got to police our own people because what I'm seeing is social. Okay, what I'm seeing when I'm on social media is everybody saying first. Let me talk about these liberals. 
I made a joke on our Twitter account on Good Morning Comrade that let's see how long this takes for people to blame Bernie. It took 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Like, uh, literally, the tweets were just coming in talking about, my, my, oh, Bernie or bus, this was the bus. And I'm like, bro. are you kidding me right now? I was like, do you remember when Barack Obama um, let the let the GOP steal a Supreme Court pick from him and then couldn't, invent, couldn't convince a 300-year-old Supreme Court justice with buku types of cancer to retire. Mm-hmm. Or even his, uh, even his huge concession on uh, his own health care bill where he right. basically said that we're not going to pay for abortion. Right. Uh, and that was the bargaining tip that they gave away. Or... I mean, you can go on. You can go on uh, and go on, on and on. on. Uh, Hillary Clinton, who's like all of a sudden, oh wow, we have to make sure that we don't um, that we you know fight back against this, bro. Don't you remember Tim Kaine in the membrane? Yeah, he was. A, he's a Democrat. He's anti-choice. He's a he's a he's a, a Democrat that is pro quote unquote life. Like you you you're literally trying to pander to these people. There's headline after headline of Nancy Pelosi saying that we need to include um anti-choice Democrats into the coalition or whatever. And right now, right now in the state of Texas, Je- um um Jessica Cisneros is running against Henry Cuellar in in uh in Texas in, in a sort of like Laredo area, South Texas. Right. And Henry Cuellar is the last, the only anti-choice Democrat in the entire House of Representatives. The establishment and Nancy Pelosi have officially endorsed him. And they are campaigning against Jessica Cisneros, who is more of a threat because she's an actual progressive. Like, this is... this is So I mean, these people, like Nancy it, Pelosi, I've seen her yeah, tweet. But it's I've Bernie's seen, fault. It's Bernie's fault. I've seen the president, you know, like, the president again... The joke is Joe Brandon. Joe Brandon. I guess he forgot he was president. Telling mm-hmm. people, telling me that you know me personally and everybody who's on a Twitter account that we need to come out and vote in the midterms. I'm we like, did, bro. We we flipped Georgia. Yeah, we already like, voted. What for you, else dude? do you want people to do? Like, vote. We cannot just singularly like vote our way out of this. Yeah. Like that time is gone because the Democratic Party is inactive, feckless. And really just hypocritical. So I don't want a, a liberal to come out here and tell me, well, y'all just didn't vote hard enough. Yeah, vote harder. Like, we, we did we that. Did. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't want to ratify Roe into law. And now this is where we're at because you let the Republicans, you're, you're, you're playing chess. I mean, you're playing checkers when these Republicans are playing chess. Yeah. Uh, so are you just that bad or you just don't care? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's a little of both. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I talk about liberals all the time. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, rightfully. But now with the time we have left, I want to dig into leftists because I'm also like, so my my reaction, again, lack of a better term, my reactionary knee-jerk instinct is, all right, we're, they're going to try to overturn Roe. Cool. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to walk off the job. When are we doing a general strike? <laughs> I know not everybody can do this. Now, mm-hmm. first I want to state this and I'm going to be like, I know not everybody can do this. And I also, I'm good with not everybody being able to do this because if we're going to do direct action, mm-hmm. then I need people to bail me out of jail and I need people to like feed me 
when I get fired. And straight up, that infrastructure doesn't exist. So I'm like, okay, well, let's build that infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm ready to general strike. I'm ready to do, you know, uh, civil disobedience. I'm ready to go to jail and or prison. Uh, and then people and then people on the left are telling me, like, I know you're not doing this, but you're like, oh, that infrastructure doesn't exist. No, oh, it, can't, doesn't. it doesn't. That, we can't up, it do doesn't. that. That's going to hurt people. You don't understand what you're saying. How many people are going to be hurt? By that? And I'm like, time out. Time out. I'm just a cis man. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was a little boy and I started and I was watching Dukakis debate Bush one on TV and being a little boy and be like, man, Dukakis really got a raw deal. And I was like the beginning of my path through liberalism <laughs> to leftism. Y'all have been telling me how important Roe versus Wade is. Mm-hmm. Y'all been telling me how we need to defend it. And so now when it's go time, y'all be like, vote harder or we can't do direct action. Well, if we can't do direct action, then I guess I, I'll just go back to playing with my VR headset and not <laughs> worrying about it. Because as a dude, this isn't going to affect me. But I believe y'all when y'all are like, y'all have convinced oh. me and I'm ready to take action. But you're telling me, no, let's don't do that. All right. Now, now, I, wanna- my, my, now I want to keep going because mm-hmm. I want to I think it's going to answer a lot of questions. Sure. Now, the actions that I want to I have ideas about action. Mm-hmm. The same stuff my you know, I'm black. So the same stuff my 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 elders did. Mm-hmm. We shut commerce down. We do sit ins mass arrest we jam the jails and then just thinking about this city we think about okay if we shut down an individual business somewhere or i would say shut down a bank and we go in there and we don't let business take place and then we and then when they come nopd comes to arrest us we have people come and take our place and we shut it down all day now we get to see if jason williams wants to prosecute if that was to happen and if susan hudson wants to um the new sheriff wants to accept those charges because mm-hmm. she doesn't have to right now that's just just in my scenario of what we should do now what i'm going to do though personally is i'm going to get in touch with people like the dsa mm-hmm. um the um New Orleans abortion fund mm-hmm. and see what these people who have already been fighting, who have already been running, I mean, almost literally an underground railroad for, for women who Mutual need, aid. Mm-hmm. who need healthcare, what they want me to do. But don't tell me that as a leftist, Oh, there's none. I, we're not going to do direct action because we, you've already, you're telling me we can't vote our way out of this. And I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And then, you, and then, but you're saying like direct action is too far. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, if everything's not on the table, then I, I just won't worry about it and I won't waste my time with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's very frustrating because I feel like I'm always fighting both sides. I'm always fighting leftists and liberals at the same time. And nobody has like a real, nobody really wants to go out there and get their hands dirty. And it's like, to bring it back to like what our elders did, people act like, you read these history books, you read uh, um, textbooks and they act like, Martin Luther King marched across a bunch of people across the bridge and just racist and Bull Connor and and, and Jim and those Jim Crow policies. They were just like, you know what? I, I saw all those colored folk march across that bridge, and it really changed my it really changed my 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 opinion on things. Mm-hmm. I've been that did not happen. No, they shut stuff down. Yeah, that's what they did. The people talk. went to jail. White kids got murdered. Mm-hmm. You know, buses got blown up. You know, by by people trying to stop trying to stop white. Uh, college kids from coming to uh, to register black people to vote. Mm-hmm. People die. There's no such thing as a nonviolent protest. Either either violence is being done by the protesters, or you're having violence done upon you. And if you're not ready to do that, I don't want to. 
stop stop it stop it with the uh with the memes stop mm-hmm. it with the you know if you're ready to they don't care i saw and god bless these people god bless them for going outside of uh the supreme court and doing their little protest they don't care about that they don't do that protest inside of a starbucks do that protest inside of a bank shut it down mm-hmm. then you'll get capital's attention well, I think you're right in that um, in that this is the thing that needs to happen. I think the the roadblocks that we're running into right now is that people like first off, I pray like, to God that liberals are being uh, radicalized off of this. Uh, I pray to God they are. That's some, the only silver lining. Some of them are, I suppose. But like, I mean, the reality is in America, <laughs> as far as like a left goes and as far as it being a political force, it doesn't exist at all. Then my thing is this. And mm-hmm. I know this sounds really die this sounds really almost defeatist mm-hmm. if we can't do this this lift here on mm-hmm. something that the vast majority of the american people agree with and want yeah. we got no hope for anything else we might as well pack it up it's over i mean we might as well stop doing this show we might as well shut this radio station down we might as well stop the whole thing because the majority of people in america mm-hmm. want women to have access to medical care and that yeah. includes abortions so if we cannot make this happen as a populace, mm-hmm. we got no reason to even well, do anything. Well, I, I, I guess the thing is that, like, this is something that it, it's difficult because, like, this is something that can animate people that are like poor and working class and like that are that are potentially like really oppressed. But like rich liberals, like they're against the idea in in terms of like you know I'm against I'm against this ruling of Roe versus Wade, but how it affects me is well i can fly to um you know chicago or whatever get an abortion there and then, and then come back and i'll be fine you know f you got necessarily mine. because the next step is it's already been the buzz i don't have a source on this i wish i would have prepared that i i wasn't no, no, prepared no. for you to say that you're talking about the bounty laws yes mm-hmm. texas has already got that going. they're yeah. coming for you i mean all well, the thing is that your that, money will not protect you well the other thing too is that libs have blinkers and they can only look at this very moment right now and say, you know, well, you know, I guess this is the final form of the world and it's never going to get better or worse. Uh, keep on voting. And, and it's going to keep clicking like it's almost like a ratchet. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to click, click, click. And then, you know, it's going to push back. And then the, uh, the, the conservatives and the, the right wing, the reactionaries, they're going to actually like put their back into uh, making these things like actually legal. Now. Um, as far as like actually being able to do anything about this, <laughs> look, those ideas are great. I think we should we should definitely like be be considering those things. Problem is, again, without a left, then you know you can't really you, you can attempt to do these things, and it can be a way to build a left through that struggle. Right. The problem is, we need to have leadership that's got the guts to actually do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the thing is, they're and I'm not saying they're waiting on us. Uh-huh. The only thing that's that leadership is going to come from the ground up. It's just, to, yeah. to my opinion, again, you gotta have structures to go back that. to the Civil Rights Act. Uh-huh. You got to have structures. LB- you got to have structures for that for those people to go into. It can't, it's not going to be like a wild mob just like pitchforks. LBJ didn't meet with with Martin Luther King Jr. because it was the right thing to do. He had to. He because he had to. Yeah, he, he was, was forced by street action. Right. To well, have to. And just to go back, I want to be really clear about street- when I say that we can't vote our way out of this. Yeah. You you do all things at once. 
again, mm-hmm. to go back to the past, these, these things have already done, but our, our forefathers and our elders have done this already. Mm-hmm. They did street action and then also voted and registered people yeah. to vote at the same time. You got to do both. You, you got to do both. You can't not do, you can't, you can't leave and any that's part so of it. that's frustrating to me, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I uh, just got to read uh, this promo, Martha, uh, our friend Martha, who's actually been a guest on this show when we're talking about... Um, <laughs> Another horrible thing that uh, is bipartisan between Democrats and Republicans, which was ICE detention. She came on the show and we, mm-hmm. we had a great conversation about it. But uh, she has a show called La Rola Nola. Oh, that's a good show. Uh, from On Saturdays from 4 to 6, uh, Mid-City Martha. Um, La Rola Nola highlights New Orleans and Latin music using intersectionality of music, activism, and commentary for immigrant justice. La Rola Nola, Saturdays at 4, exclusively on WHIV 102.3 FM and streaming worldwide on whivfm.org slash listen. Maybe we should hit her up on this too. It's not bad. <laughs> um, but anyway, but no, I mean, like, like I, I understand and get your frustration. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, the, the problem right now, again, like the, there, there were organizations that were at the, the heart of the civil rights movement, groups like SNCC, right? Those, those, those things, those groups were organized and put things together. The best thing that we got right now in America is like DSA right. and like the PSL. It's like an organization of like 50,000 people yeah. or 100,000 people, I guess, and its numbers are declining, DSA specifically, um, which is, you know, the largest that, uh, socialist organization that we've ever had in America. And at the same time, like, in terms of, like, exercising clout, we haven't really, you know, we've, we've unfortunately, in my opinion, um, spent almost, <laughs> spent an inordinate amount of resources on elections and less on other things, I guess you could say. And that's, that's unfortunate from the perspective of like obviously this is something that you have to focus on, but it's also elections. I mean, uh, but it's also something that it is a human even like even like statewide like um, statewide campaigns for you know state house or state senate are tremendously expensive and would absolutely destroy the budget if we ever of the organization if we ever wanted to plug into them meaningfully right so. <laughs> which we should be doing, in my opinion, groups like DSA, and I'm speaking for myself, mm-hmm. um, we should be focusing on building that infrastructure that you talked about. Like, like but the fact that that infrastructure doesn't exist doesn't mean that it always has to be the case. It can be built. It can be constructed. It's going to take time. It's well, going to take energy. We got to build the plane on the runway yeah. right now. And it's now, way right easier, now. by the it's way. It's too late. It's too way late. easier to throw it's up your hands and say we can't do it. Right. Yeah. Than, which is what I'm hearing. Yeah. And it's too... It's too late to worry about how we're going to build a plane on the runway. We just have to do it. Mm-hmm. We just have to pick a direction and start moving. Mm. And it's just like, you know, I think of like the Peter Tosh. What pops in my head is like the equal rights. Mm-hmm. And there's a, 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 a verse in that song. He says, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like where we're at to where, you know, you're on social media and you're talking a big game. And I'm saying this so I can like be on record as well. But nobody wants to. <laughs> nobody wants to be out there and actually do what needs to be done, you know. And uh, whether it be you know economic boycotts or civil disobedience or what have you, nobody wants to get. Nobody wants to do that. But again, I'm gonna personally. I'm gonna take my direction from the people who are already who've been doing this because mm-hmm. they're, they're not. People are doing this. It's not in large. Like I said, uh, if you're talking about Roe versus Wade. New Orleans Abortion Fund has been doing this. 
Mm-hmm. I've been I've been saying for the longest, you know, I need to I need to sign up as a as a big two hundred ninety pound six foot guy. I need to sign up as one of the uh, the escorts. The Planned Parenthood. Planets. I mm-hmm. really need to do that. I need to I need to I need to do I need to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, you know, we mentioned the the protest thing and how that doesn't put fear into into capital and i think you're right i think they can serve a purpose uh and that can be to build capacity to get people you know plugged into different groups uh that are doing this kind of work um big public displays you know can be helpful but i think you're right in the fact that they're not going to make the difference Um, this is people have never really thought of like mm -hmm. what a what a big public display means yeah or like they've lost track of what it actually means to where Mm -hmm. you know you get Let's say the women's march that mm-hmm. we had, like when Trump when Trump was elected, and that was cool. There was all all these people out in the streets or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's not you're not out in the street just to be out in the street and have and have a nice little day and and make you know signs or whatnot. What what that is is so is that, is, that is, is if 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 Hillary had won, I'd be at brunch right. kind of stuff. What any kind of protest is, even the most nonviolent Martin Luther King, we're gonna cross the bridge in the Selma. What that is, is Martin Luther King saying, Martin Luther King Jr. saying, look, I can organize all these people to march across the bridge. Mm-hmm. I can organize them to do other stuff, You're too. building the army. I can organize them to do mm-hmm. other things. Don't try me. So, um, just Play to, with me if you want to. And, and just to sort of like give a shout out, there is a um, rally happening today. Uh, steps from Jackson Square. Yeah, um, uh, so this is put on by the ACLU, the Louisiana Communist Party. Um, what is the uh, Democratic Socialist of America, Freedom Road Socialist Organization, Real Name Campaign, Women with a Vision. Uh, they're going to be holding a rally across uh, from Jack, uh, Jack, across from Jackson Square. Uh, tell the mayor, tell Mayor Cantrell and District Attorney Williams say no to criminalizing reproductive health care. 5 p.m. today. Uh, right across Jackson Square, as I said. So if you can make it out there, yep. be a part of it. It is a, it is a uh, concrete step that they're they're working that, on. That's good. And as mm-hmm. much as I've talked about, like, hey, like protests or whatnot, that's a good. Don't prosecute that, it locally. That's a good. Yeah, because d- do not. That's a good tack to take. Because what I said earlier about you know um, Jason Williams and um, Susan Hudson, mm-hmm. they do not have to accept cases if they don't want to. Correct. They they do not have to do that. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so um, that's where we're going to leave it for today. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, um, hit us up on on Twitter at Comrade Morning. Hit me up at Eminent Prof. Uh, join us next week. Uh, we're going to have something really exciting going up on our um, on our podcast feed as well, uh, which you can uh, check out. Uh, just go to our website, GoodMorningComrade.com, and you can um, you can check us out there. Um, friend of mine who works with farm workers, a uh, friend of mine named Elizabeth Strader, uh, she came and talked about farm work. You, know, we, you, you might remember a couple of weeks ago we had Drew Favica, um, a reporter that broke a huge story. I think he was underplaying a little bit of um, basically human trafficking happening with farm workers in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And um, and Elizabeth came on and we kind of filled in some of the some of the lines there that we sketched out um, a couple weeks ago. So um, that's going to be going up probably today or tomorrow. Um, and yeah, Check us out next week. Thank you, everybody. Love you. Bye-bye.